You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Dave's Corner Garage. Heard every Saturday morning from 10 to 11 on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740. Buckle up, everyone. It's time to get this show on the road. Time for Dave's Corner Garage, your Saturday morning joyride on Zoomer Radio. Got a car question for Dave or Alan? Call now, 416-360-0740 or toll free at 1-866-740-4740. Okay, Al, go ahead and hit it. Hey, Saturday morning and it's time to get up and it's time to our Dave's Corner Garage. Welcome. Today we're going to have a great show. We have Darren Bosses with us today from Salem Tire. Uh, we have already a ton of questions for Darren if, that, I don't know, I guess through the internet they knew he was coming in, but the questions are here and Darren's ready to go because we've prepped him. Uh, we've got uh, tips, we've got uh, answers, and we have Darren. we got a couple of old folks want to know about retiring. No. Is that the... Is, he's a specialist, eh? <laughs> yeah, specialist in retiring. Should we call him like Mr. Geritol or something like that? I think they spell tire with a Y. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Must be limeys then. <laughs> and then we have Brian Makes. Brian is a writer for... Uh, actually, he's a writer for YouTube. He has a channel with almost a million followers. Uh, he's also a writer for Haggerty. He does one of their columns. Yeah. All right. He does road tests. He's a road racer. I'd like to talk to his wife who lets him out of the house this often because when I was racing, I certainly had to beg to get out of the house. Well, you know, I guess maybe maybe it was in the prenup, you know, yeah. arrangement beforehand. Listen, honey, just so you know, yeah. this is what I like to do when I get some spare time. Well, every weekend. Where are you? <laughs> Brian! Anyways, bottom line is Brian is going to talk about the uh, Toyota RV hybrid, new car. Uh, big money, uh, apparently does tons of mileage, and I'm sure it's only going to take 20 years to pay it back. It's a small car. What do you mean it's big money? Big I remember when I went for Barb to buy her a Toyota, uh-huh. and it was like $54,000. You well, could buy a Cadillac for 54000 I was going to say, the car she's driving costs way more than that. <laughs> well, no, it's, it's the hat that comes with the car. <laughs> it was 62000 The car was free. <laughs> and we got two hats, Barbara noticed. Oh, she, cool. <laughs> All right. Good, 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 good. Yeah, we got two hats. By the way, I want to tell you, um, I'm on schedule to spend about 700 bucks with my pace. Uh, it looks like last year they were asking me 2500 I moved my business to my pace. And uh, right now I have spent just over $600, uh, I guess because I don't drive as much because of COVID. So I'm going to kick in an extra 100 bucks, And it looks like I'm going to spend about $700 this year. At this rate, they're going to pay you next year, I think. You I know, think it's fantastic, you know, because the car sits around the driveway. And uh, if you have more than one car... So it's just a great idea. And apparently I saw an article the other day where people are moving their business to how much insurance do you actually need and why buy it as a complete policy, just buy the parts you need. In other words, you know, PLPD and and liability, those are the important things. Well, you know, because because of COVID and people's hours are cut back, some people's jobs are cut back, they got to look to try to save whatever they can. So yes, if this is exactly. a way to do it, it's a great idea. And apparently there's tons of money in the bank. If people have been, you know, still going on vacation and spending their dough. Right. They've been put in the bank. Well, those are the people who've been working, Dave. <laughs> There's lots of people, unfortunately, who've not been working. So. Oh, I agree. Yeah, there you go. It's, it's actually right. tragic, you know, especially for restaurants and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. 
So anyways, we're stuck with COVID. Um, if we don't get to your calls right away, uh, we will keep uh, you on the line and come to you after the show uh, to answer your questions. one 740 I believe that's the number. Uh, give us a shout. Alan, take us home. All right. This is Dave's Corner Garage. And if you've got a question about tires, we have the tire expert who's uh, going to be on with us right after the break. Darren Boston from Salem Tire. I use them. I sell them. I love them. We'll be right back. Dave Renninger. I'm with Alan Gelman here in the show studio. And uh, Darren Boston, Salem Tire. He's been with us for quite a while. He is one of the smartest tire guys I know because he never goes into the shop. <laughs> so his tires last an awful long time. That, they're absolutely great. Yeah, I've you know, got I them on my them. car. i got winter tires on my car. I've got the same ones on my for, for summer. Yeah. My all seasons, they work great. And, and I love the fact that if you wreck one, they come with a warranty. Speaking of warranty, you you had a question. That was an email I got. Yep. Because uh, we br- we broadcast this on Facebook that you know who's coming on to the show. Right. And um, so the question to Darren was: Morning, first off, morning, Darren. Morning, gentlemen. How are you guys doing today? Oh, you sound great. Darren was kind of wondering. We invited him, and then so far we didn't even say hello. Yes. I know. I was waiting for that. <laughs> <laughs> so Darren, uh, the question was: This lady's husband went to the auto wreckers. And bought okay. tires off a late model wreck, and one of the tires apparently has a defect on it. Is a is that type of tire still under warranty? And what? How do you know the tire has warranty? Um, typically, it depends on the age of the tire. Obviously, um, all tires have a DOT that that indicates the week and the year that the uh, tire was produced. So, if you do not have a receipt, we, they can go by that. Typically. Um, but um, typically, if you have um, a tire that's been used, you weren't kind of the first one that bought it, it most likely will not fall under warranty unless there's any kind of uh, manufacturing defects. But the one thing I wanted to stress is it's not the best idea to buy used tires. Like there's even some states uh, that are banning uh, the, the sale of used tires because Kidding. you have, no, you, oh yeah, yeah, you have no idea where that tire has been, if it's been run flat. Um, you know, it may, you may look at the tire, it looks fine, but when you start to air it up, it's been, it's been run flat and you end up having, uh, problems or issues. They also age the tires, what, they don't want you to run it over six years? Um, typically, yeah, you don't, if the DOT's past six years, uh, they say, but it, it also depends on, like, I think we've discussed this before. I put tires that were, uh, beyond six years on my car, as long as they're stored properly, um, and the, and the, the, ru- the rubber's still soft and supple and there's no cracking, et cetera, or, or dry rot, uh, which is tires start to turn a white color almost on the outside. Uh, you should be fine. So now I've got a tire that's been in stock for like two years. I can't get rid of it. So I run a sale and it sells, but the DOT yeah. number tells the owner that it's now it's two years older than it actually is. Correct. Or- or it's not two years older than it actually is. It's just not been in service. Well, yeah. it's like like the best before date on a box of yeah. flour that you buy. I mean, I always tell my wife, yeah, yeah, it says best before, but it doesn't say it goes rotten the day after. My wife changes exactly. it before the daughter comes <laughs> Yeah, I mean, like you say, especially if it's something that's in a can, vacuum-packed in a can or something like that. You know, how, yeah. how much degradation could there have been? And like you say, um, if they're stored in a, in a tire warehouse where it's cool and there's no, no light, it's not like they're really going to degrade all that much. Would you not agree? 
Uh, definitely. It'd be, you know, back to your analogy with the food. Like if I store a canned good in a fruit cellar, it's going to, you know, go well beyond that best uh, before date. But if I sit it out in the sun out in my front yard, it's probably going to be gone at that date or prior or prior or shortly thereafter. So it's, it's mm-hmm. all about where it's stored and how it's stored. The other thing I was thinking too, you know, when, if you're buying tires from a car that ended up at the wrecker and it was a late model car, that yeah. car must've been involved in a, a huge collision, right? Correct. So it's a good chance that those all four tires were flat spotted at one point. So, you know, you're, you're going to put these tires on a car. It'll be balanced, you know, be balanced and guys driving it and going, I got a vibration and it wasn't there before. And, 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 and is it the tire's fault? Well, it's the tire's fault, but not the tire manufacturer. It's just, it got worn out because of the collision. Exactly. And that's, like I said, you can't, you can't see what's going on inside the tire. You can only see it uh, from the outside. So it, it's, it's not wise to buy used tires because like I said, you, you don't know what they've been through in their life. Right. And, and, and same thing. I mean, you know, when you're buying a, a, a tire from Salem, your, your prices are great. Exactly. Like uh, you, you might look for used tires, but you know, you might pay a, you know, marginally a bit more and get a brand new tire, have the full warranty, full skid depth, like the full tread depth. Cause used tires obviously aren't, uh, aren't full skid depth mm-hmm. or tread depth. So, um, you, you got to look what you're paying for. What I try to tell customers to do is if you have a used tire for $50 and it's got you know, five thirty seconds. It's it's basically ten dollars per thirty second. You can usually get a, a new tire for cheaper per thirty second, and, and comes with a warranty. There you go, and, and they and all have to warranty. pass government the standards, right? And and the rest your mind. You don't have to worry about it. You know? Okay, exactly. well, another question for you. I'll, I'll I'm going to what do you call it? Essence it down. <laughs> I don't know what the word. <laughs> Bottom line is a light comes on my dashboard that says TPMS. Yeah. What the hell is it? <laughs> TPMS stands for Tire Pressure Monitoring System. Uh, most vehicles after 2016-ish uh, have the, the system. So what it does is the car monitors the pressure within the tire. Um, if the light goes on, it, it's telling you that the pressure has, has reduced from, from the standard pressure of that car. And it's usually by 2 to 4 PSI that it drops. Um, so that's just an indicator to to the driver of the vehicle that the, the pressure has been lost in one or more of the tires. Okay, hang tight. We're going to take a quick break. I was going to say that's provided the system works properly. But we Correct. can talk about that after this break. <laughs> Stick around, Darren, and everybody else. This is Dave's Corner Garage. We'll be right back. Alrighty, we're back. Uh, by the way, uh, during the break, a couple of text, text. What's the plural of text? Texts. Okay, a couple <laughs> of texts came in. Put an S on we'll the end. Ask those in the questions in All a right. second. But and go we ahead, got Al. Darren Boston's on the phone from Salem Tire. Thanks for, for joining us again, Darren. Uh, getting back welcome. to the TPMS system. Um, it is great. Like all things, you know, when they put them in cars, they're all great when they're they're functional and they're working as they should. But we do see a lot of issues with TPMS, and, mm-hmm. and as a garage owner and repair tech, I can tell you they are sometimes a pain in the butt. Um, and I just want people to know that um, it does happen that as wheels, as your car ages, so does your aluminum wheels. Not so much the rubber on the tire, but, but the, the alloy rims, they get pitted. 
okay? Yeah. And yeah. when they do get pitted, then the sidewall cannot adhere properly to this loosened white dust. So eventually, those tires begin to leak. And I can tell you how often people come in because, you know, like Darren had mentioned earlier, you only have to be down two or three pounds of pressure for, to make that silly light come on. So yeah. people will come in and they'll, they'll put some air. Well, the first question is usually, well, I went to the gas station and I put some air in, but then the light didn't go out. Well, in a lot of cases, this, the system is so accurate that that little, you know, the gauge that you're using in the gas station, you can't get those tires close enough to get the light out because it could be out 10 pounds sometimes. So yeah. please be patient. Um, if you can't find, you keep going back for the light coming on. Don't disregard it, but just say, listen, it's, it's leaking. I need the rims cleaned. And you know, your, your, your tech's going to do the best he can, but it, it's not perfect, you know? Um, and just think about it in the old days, you have to walk around and just see if you got air in the tires or not. That's remember all. Remember the truckers used to have a, a piece of uh, metal. Yeah. They used to whack pipe. the tire just to listen to the sound. A, a tire thumper. There you, thumper. Go. there you go. All right, Dave, you got a couple of text questions. Okay. Uh, the, well, the questions are, I have multiple texts. I need two new tires. Do they go in the front or do they go in the back? Uh, I always get stuck with this, even in the tire business. <laughs> um, my memory serves me correctly. You want to go with the tires on the rear. Alan, am I correct? <laughs> I think you are correct. Well, you, okay. you probably are, but that's not what I normally do. <laughs> okay. Well, first well, of all, let's back up and say, the tires will go on to replace the worst of the four that you had on the car. For sure. Okay. That's definitely where you want to go. You, ultimately, you want to change tires in sets of four. Uh, right, ultimately. right. Especially nowadays, Dave. Don't forget, so many vehicles are now all-wheel drive or four-wheel drive. That's correct. Yeah. And they're very fussy about circumference. Um, I know when Chrysler came out with the four-wheel drive caravan a bunch of years ago, they had no end of trouble with transmissions and differentials because... The tires weren't all exactly the same, and it didn't take a whole lot to drive that system crazy. Yes. So the answer yeah. is don't buy two, buy four. That's the yeah. really good answer. But the second secondary answer is put them on the back. Unless, unless you want to put them on the front, which is what we normally <laughs> To me, do. if it's a front-wheel drive car, I'd put them on the front. Well, you see, and that was my thinking, but, but apparently the real reason is, is that you don't want to lose the back end of the car in – you know, when you're when you're applying uh, the brakes, okay. you're going into a corner. So right there. You two guys are racers. Oversteer and understeer. There you go. So, so you don't want to lose that back end. You want to make sure it's following the front end. Yeah, but as racers, we like the back end when we lose it. Because yeah. <laughs> at least we can see where we're going to get hit. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Nitrogen. Does it really yeah. make a difference in tires? Um, it does in the sense of you'll hold your pressures over a longer period of time. Oh, it does, eh? Okay. Uh, yeah, it doesn't permeate the casing like oxygen does. Uh, nitrogen has larger molecules, makes it harder to uh, permeate the casing. And people have to realize that, you know, even though it's a sealed compartment, if you will, the tire and the rim combined, there's still permeation through the rubber, um, you know, because there is always a little bit of porosity um, through the rubber. The, the oxygen will eventually escape, but uh, nitrogen will hold longer. Um, the cooling effects of nitrogen, as we know, they use it in race cars. 
Um, you don't really necessarily get that effect on a, on a passenger vehicle because you're not doing speeds and corners and braking like you would say on a, on a track or in a race car. So, uh, there is some benefits, uh, like I said, basically on the permeation side. I heard or, somewhere uh, where the, um, the thing has, it's drier. It doesn't actually hold water. And yes. It prevents, uh, you know what Alan was talking about, the aluminum turning to powder. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's right. Because yeah, it'll, nitrogen it'll is manufactured. Right. Oxygen is manufactured, whereas uh, you're using straight air from a a guy's compressor. Unfortunately, compressors create a lot of of moisture. A lot of water, right? All right, Darren, you you guys have got a website where you've done tire comparisons. We do have to wrap. Where is it? Yep. Sailontire.ca. And uh, the best tires for the best price. Right. There you go. It's actually a fantastic company. I mean, the the factory is hardly anybody working there. It's all automated. I thought they weren't busy. No, <laughs> no it's all automated. Rubber goes in we're one busy. end. Tires Darren tells us he works like a son of a gun, so let's not say anything bad. Darren, thanks for joining us. Have yourself a great weekend. Yeah, you guys too. Thanks very much, guys. Drive Thank safe you, and make sure the wheels are behind you, not in front of you. This is Dave's Gardner. beside you. Who's coming up next, Dave? Uh, oh, we have uh, email. There you go. All right, we'll be right back. <laughs> Alrighty, we're back, and uh, we use this segment here to answer some of the emails that we're getting. Uh, get, uh, basically, was it, the word is uh, make it uncomplicated. <laughs> well, let's let me get out the phone number. I can't numbers. speak lately. I well, maybe speak. somebody wants to call us, and rather than write an email, one eight six six seven forty four seven forty is the number in the studio. One eight six six seven forty four seven forty. But you know, so many people text and message these days. Yep. So um, okay, here's the gist of go it. Go ahead. I work in the aircraft industry. Things are very complicated, and we replace items on a regular basis. Whether they need Why them or not. Why are we not doing that in cars? For example, the fuel pump in my Buick is in the gas tank, and I'm can't, I have 260,000 kilometers on this vehicle. Shouldn't I be replacing the pump just because it's old? Well, they quite, no, I, I think what you should do, first of all, you know, as an individual, you don't have the money that the airlines do or people that operate an airline business. Okay. You're right. You know, planes have to go in so often for regular maintenance where a lot of parts, if they don't get inspected, they certainly get replaced, right? Right. But, I mean, as an individual car owner, you haven't got that kind of money. Um, but maybe, you know what, the side of the highway is not the best place. You ever stood in the side no, but, of the but, highway? But, but how are you going <laughs> to guess which particular part is going to fail? I think you, there's a history of, of these vehicles being out there. You know an alternator is going to go 300K. So when it hits 260Ks, maybe it's time to throw it out. Okay, and then what about the thing right beside it that's the water pump? That, how, long, how long do the bearings well, not last? Well, we're in for this, we're in for that. But the, basically what I'm trying to say is that you can't afford nowadays to be broken down. No, of course not. Of course not. But, you know, the best thing to do is get CAA, one of our proud sponsors. Yeah. You know, you get CAA and they're there. You can put the app well, on your phone. I was bringing stuff back on a trailer yesterday. Yeah. And I had to I had to stop just to make sure that everything was still snug down. Uh-huh. And when a car goes by on the 407, wow, it's scary. Well, right. So you don't have to get out for <laughs> to change that tire. You just go to the app, call CAA. And uh, somebody comes and does it for you. I, so I would think if I would think you're right, but he's chosen that job. Okay, <laughs> uh, it's like somebody who works for the military or or, or, or is a policeman. Um, it's 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 a dangerous job, but someone's got to do it. Now here, um, where was I going? And you were trying to tell me that we should. Oh, okay. oh yeah. So if if you're concerned about you know the car wearing out, 
Well, then I would just plan that I'm going to put money aside, and every three or four years, when the car reaches 100Ks or 150Ks, I'm going to trade it and start again. All right. Or I would suggest that we we have a, a list that says at this many Ks, this gets swapped out no matter what. Yeah. Well, then you're going to venture. You know what? I had someone, we, I had this discussion yesterday who had a, a, a 2010 Santa Fe, and he went, you know, I spent an awful lot of money this year on that car. At what point do we... Do we decide just to get rid of the car? Exactly, yeah. Right? And I said, well, it's it's a case of looking at what normal wear and tear is, which is, well, and, and maintenance, which is between 1000 and 1500 bucks a year, right? But if something big goes, well, then at that point, you got to scratch your head and say, Alan, is it worth doing? I'll tell you another reason. I'm used to my car. Yes. I'm a technician. I'm, a, I'm an engineer. I get in my wife's car, which is brand new. Uh-huh. It scares me. Yeah, you don't like your wife's <laughs> it, car. I hate car. <laughs> it. First off, you got to talk to it. You got to say, "Hey, Mercedes, can you do this?" Hey, it. I like to push a button and the bugger goes to left to right. Well, it's so a I Hyundai. That, money. That, it's a Hyundai. That's why it won't respond to you. Probably. <laughs> <laughs> the truth is, I would rather have something I'm comfortable with. I know it works, and just fix it. Well, and manufacturers do, you know, realize sometimes from complaints from customers how they. You know, they didn't like how things got changed up. I know for a couple of years there on Hondas, for example, you know, even to work the radio or the heater, you had to go into the computer. I mean, yes. there was no knob that you could actually operate yes. with your hand with a mitt on here in Canada. That's right, yeah. To turn the radio up or down. Yep. I'd take your gloves off, and then it's warm enough on the screen that you can actually flip it up. Right, and, and, and you're supposed to be paying attention to the road. Yep. You know, you have a, how, how do you start adjusting stations? You know, we're turning the radio on. Is it AM or FM? Is it uh, serious? I, I don't know how to do this. It's so true. Okay, go ahead with your question. All right. We had someone, we were talking about Santa Fe's earlier. We have a lady, I think her name is Orville, and she, I'm assuming she's from Kitchener because that's where she her bought it. Her name is Orville? <laughs> well, I don't know. It's Orville Redenbucker. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's a guy. Don't make fun of my popcorn. All right. She's driving a 2020 Santa Fe, or he's driving Santa Fe. It doesn't really make a difference, Dave. Um and they've had a problem where the battery keeps discharging. And uh, she's been back to the dealer a couple of times. I, I, but I think, let's get back to this. She, she bought the vehicle during COVID, okay? In other oh. words, they, they bought it in September 2020. Believe it or not, it's been that long. And um, the battery went dead. And so what had happened was she called roadside assistance. They came by. And, and what did they do, Dave? They, first, they boosted the car. And, and then they said, you need a new battery. Did they at that point? <laughs> no, they no but, the car. but point is they boosted the car. But people have to understand that boosting the car only means they got it started. Okay? They didn't recharge the battery. And if the battery is flat for whatever reason, it needs to go on a slow charge for at least three or four hours to bring it back to life. And if you don't do that, a lot of times they'll say, well, take it on a block a couple of times, then you'll be okay. No, you won't. <laughs> it never works like that. When you come back and you shut it off, the car won't start. You know, there are some batteries out there that once they die, they're dead. They right. can never, never, never work properly again. All right. So what, what they need to do is, if first of all, if you can't let the car sit for three or four weeks at a time, if you do, the battery will go flat, especially nowadays more than years ago, because there are so many things that need to keep alive memories. Yes. Uh, the computers in the car, there's, there's at least 15 or 20 separate computers in a vehicle nowadays. Yes. You've got the radio, of course. So you want to store your 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 your, uh, your favorites. And, and, of course, nowadays, too, you, I'm sure one of your fancy cars, you know, it knows by the key 
who's driving it. So it will adjust the seats where they want to go. It will adjust the heater to where it wants to go, and it'll even change the station. So well, it takes a lot of electrical power to do that. Where it's going is instead of us having wiring, for instance, to the speakers, they use Bluetooth. Mm -hmm. So now you've got to broadcast a signal from one end, and we need a receiver on the other end. So now you've doubled the use of a, of the battery instead of running the wire from the radio to the speaker. Right. So, so how often would you think someone has to drive their car to keep that battery up? I was at least once a week. Exactly. And yeah. at that point, not just to start it, but actually go for a drive. Switch, yeah, switch cars. If you've got two cars or you're just one, get out there to go for a drive. Right. And now, having said all this, in this case with uh, Mr. or Mrs. Uh, uh, Orville, whatever, um, you know, if you've had a problem with the vehicle, uh, and you're not getting any satisfaction with the specific dealer, because apparently you've been back a number of times, um, I would call head office and say, you know what, um, I, I've been taking it here, and I'm not getting satisfaction. I bought a car, and I haven't been able to use it. And generally speaking, the, the technical service guys are, are pretty good, eh, Dave? You know what, I was amazed how really polite they are, and they, uh, they're, they're decent. Well, they're yeah. the, the, what do they call them, the area rep or something? Yeah. Area field rep? Okay. Well, well you, it's called the, the district service manager. He's the bigger boss. He's the he's the semi-big boss. Okay. <laughs> so the district service manager, and then there's the country national service manager. Now, when he gets home, does he get any respect from his wife, no. that bigger boss? No, she's probably complaining about the fridge. Right, take out the garbage. That's what I love. Where have you been? <laughs> I just spent 12 hours on the road coming back from Montreal with a flat tire. <laughs> what do you want? <laughs> All right. I hope we've answered your question. Yeah. Uh, again, don't leave them sit forever. If you do have to boost it, have it charged up properly. And uh, there you go. You know, here's a quick question that I always have. People, I see them put the wiper blades up. Uh-huh. All right. The idea being that they don't get frozen under the windshield. Right. Right. That's the reason they do it? That's correct. Yeah. So here's a couple of other tips that but you But I don't know. do that. I don't do that. I leave the window down just a touch. And what, how does that stop the wipers from getting stuck? Uh, it's It actually prevents the floors from freezing up and all that stuff. Will, the floors will dry out overnight. Okay, good. Really? All right, so, right, right. Because essentially, you know, we have so much snow on our boots. Yes. And it stays in the floor mat. It stays inside. And then you get frost on the inside. Not really. No, no, no. If it's down about a quarter of an inch, that's all you need. No, no, no. I'm saying off. if you didn't. Oh, yeah, it would. <laughs> And then the other thing you should do is when you pull in that driveway, shut everything off. Turn off the heater. Turn off the wipers. Just turn everything off because when you turn that key on in the morning, all that stuff's going to start up. And you're going to end up either with a broken wiper tr train. Where had, it's had one in this week, as a matter of fact. You know, a, a lot of cars nowadays has a rain sensor on the dashboard. Yes. So people will leave their wipers in the automatic mode, thinking that, well, the car's smart enough. So meantime, snow happens overnight. Cut, driver starts the car the next morning. The system says, oh, it's, it's snowing or raining, and it makes the wipers work. Exactly. And sure enough, busted arm. There you and go. And you got, a, you got the, the froster on and the blowing away. And mm -hmm. So the reality is take a few minutes and turn the thing off properly. Don't just shut the key off and walk into the house. And the third thing is... Put a little bit of oil into the key. If your car still uses a key to unlock, mm -hmm. which may be a come a time when we never do that, we just use our phones. Right. But pop a little bit of oil inside the keyhole. Mm -hmm. In other words, so water cannot, water gets in, how should I explain to you? It's snowing. Right. And you stick your key in that hole, you just pushed a bunch of snow into the uh, lock lock mechanism. Right. Or you, you take your car to the car wash. You yes, know, exactly. The, the, the non-touch car wash. If you wash, wash pressure. your car in the morning. Yeah. It'll take all day for it to sort of dry out. Oh, the sun so will be So it doesn't out. freeze. At night, 
you know, when you want to pull on that door and it's frozen, what do you do? You're going to pull the rubber off the bodywork. So make sure you have a little bit of silicone. You know who sells silicone? A crown. Crown has a silicone spray they use. Mm -hmm. You spray that car, the silicone, and it won't stick. And he's uh, trying to tell me it's time to go. Already? <laughs> Is that right, Carlos? Yep, it's time to break. We haven't run out of things to talk about, though. No. Uh, but we got to go. We got to listen to the boss. We got to pay some bills. And after the break, we're going to have Brian Max, who's going to talk about a new car that you won't have to worry about breaking down, I hope. This oh, is Dave Corner Garage. We'll be right back. I like that music. It's dun, 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 dun. Anyways, Brian Max <laughs> is with us. Uh, Brian, good morning. How are you? I'm great, Dave. How are you? So are we on Skype and are we on phone call? We're on Skype. How do I sound on your end? You sound great. Powerful, powerful, my friend. You turned Alan on. <laughs> Thanks, Al. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't do much for me, but it was okay for Al. <laughs> so, Brian, I know I was on your website, and I saw this fantastic picture of you rolling a Nissan down the highway. Uh, literally rolling the Nissan. That was something yeah. else. So, it was your wife there? Uh, no, you know what? My wife was not there that day. That was like a, that was a weekend of wrecks. The day before my wife was driving a street over from, uh, from our house, somebody pulled out from a parking spot, oh. smashed the side of, uh, our son's car. And then the next day I'm racing in my Nissan Micra and I get taken out, uh, pretty hard and roll the car. And it was it was an amazing weekend of car wrecks. I used to race Honda, and when I, I my wife came up to the track, and she uh, first time she comes up to the track, and uh, I rolled it down turn three at Mossport, and um, you know for the next two weeks I wouldn't undress in front of her. <laughs> what? <laughs> Why was that? What, what did you lose, Dave? Because I had these blue marks, looked like like lederhosen, you know, on my chest <laughs> from the seatbelts. So it took like a couple of weeks for the for the bruises to go away. So yeah, it was. I, uh, that was the only right. week she showed up. <laughs> she saw. She saw those those injuries. You know, there'd be no schnitzel for you. That's no, for sure. she comes and inspects the car. So didn't mean I took the car to the shop. <laughs> <laughs> so we were talking about the Rav Four. Yeah, I drove. I drove the 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 latest and greatest Toyota Rav Four. It's called the Prime, and it's a plug-in hybrid. So there is a regular hybrid for the RAV4, but this is a plug-in, which means it's got a small battery pack. The battery pack sits in the floor, and it's big enough that you can drive about 60 kilometers or so oh, on a full okay. charge, yeah. which which is kind of cool. Um, but what they did is they made sure that all the electricity and all the gas motor power comes together, and in total, it makes 302 horsepower. So it's actually quick. That was the reason you drove it, right? Of course, that was, that was the only reason I drove it. <laughs> you wouldn't be driving a Taurus, you know? It's like it's, no. it's got to have tons of power to all four wheels if possible. Uh, now, unfortunately, it doesn't have a clutch, but uh, it, but you liked it anyways, did you? I really liked it. it the, the, there are some considerations, though. It's really expensive. So consider that the regular base RAV4 front-wheel drive non-hybrid is is about 28,000. This one that I drove fully equipped was $57,000. It's a bit of a jump there. <laughs> it, it is. 
It is. Now, you know, if you're like me and you live in the city and do most of your driving in the city and charge your your RAV4 Prime overnight, it makes a lot of sense because in my normal driving, I'd just be zipping around on electricity. And then, you know, when you got to go on a long drive like I'm going to do this afternoon, you can rely on the gas motor and you can also charge the battery while you're driving on the Is on that the road. how they're going to change from gas to electric? Is that the, change the, because you'll, you'll have this sort of buy and then finally you'll be full electric? Well, I what I see is we've got a lot of electrics coming very, very soon. So I drove um, a Volvo all-electric car a couple of weeks ago, and GM's bringing a bunch. They, you know, they've got the new Bolt, which we talked about last yeah. week. Um, and, you know, GM's got a full line of electrics, and, you know, everybody's going electric, and there are, are new electric car manufacturers. So I think what's going to happen is we've got this little window of these gas-electric plug-in hybrids coming. And, I mean, the, the RAV4 Prime, given that it's a Toyota, I mean, it's – it's going to be reliable. They've got a 10-year warranty on the on the battery and a long warranty on the hybrid system. I mean, from a from a consumer standpoint, if you're looking at buying one of these and keeping it that long, I it, I don't have any concerns. Um, I probably wouldn't want to own it at 15 years, but um, you know, it, the Toyotas Toyotas they have a great reputation for reliability. What what do you think, Al? I I would agree totally. I mean, you know, talking about the the this in between time. I mean, older guys like us. We had range anxiety. I mean, we were worried that we would yep. get stuck in the middle of nowhere, um, which is the beauty of the hybrid vehicle, right? And besides the fact that over the last 20 years, they've had to work out any kind of bugs they had. But I got to tell you, the few Toyotas that I service, whether the Camry or Priuses, they're still running on original batteries, and they have almost no problems. Uh, certainly none, none that I've seen in terms of the drivetrain, okay? The only issues yeah. I've seen, the odd wheel bearing, maybe a gas, electronic gas pedal, or some brakes or tires, but that's just normal wear and yeah, tear. Yeah, I've seen them in New York City as cabs. I mean, and they run the hell out of those so things. So obviously they work. You know, and in fact, I, I called, I had a guy who's, whose car was getting old, and he was worried about the cost of the battery, and because it was a lease, he wasn't sure if he wanted to buy it or not. After I spoke to the Toyota guy that I knew, he said... We hardly ever, ever, ever have battery issues. So, you know, yep. it's going to last an awful long time. Yeah. Oh, no question. Now, Al, I do have to say that the range anxiety um, idea is still very real. I've been driving electrics in California. I've been driving them here. And the charging infrastructure is still not there. So, you know, when I open the app on my phone and I'm looking for a fast charger, they are very, very hard to find. Um, and I, I live in the middle of the city. Mm -hmm. So you'd think there'd be chargers, you know, within a kilometer or two of my house. Forget it. So, if you're going to have an electric, you have to you have to have a charger at home. There's no question. And then if you if it's your only car, you got to be very careful about how far you're going to leave the city and and how how much time you're going to budget to charge. I want to change the subject. Go ahead. Okay. So you go from Toronto to the California. Do you did they make you stay 14 days inside your house? Uh, the the well the the last time I had an exemption to go and 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 do my work as the as the border guard told me as long as I don't go to McDonald's or the grocery store it's okay ah interesting <laughs> and I heard here instead of uh, two weeks or three days in the hotel if you pay eight hundred dollar fine you could just walk home it's a, that is absolutely true it's very bizarre but it, you simply refuse to stay at one of their quarantine hotels yeah. and instead of paying two grand the, they're going to give you an $800 ticket well which what do you want to pay I'll pay I know what the I would $800 pay. ticket 
Exactly. And, and what's the chance you don't pick it up from someone else who's living there? <laughs> well, that's the other thing. I mean, you're going, how does any of this make sense? I don't want to stay at a hotel with a bunch of people who may or may not have the virus. Yeah. Well, right. And if they make you stay in your room and you want to eat, well, you get room service. How do you know the room service person doesn't have it? That's a hork yeah, exactly. <laughs> You complain. <laughs> you got a spitter for sure. I got yeah. a hork sandwich. You complained about sandwich from yesterday. Well, listen. Oh, you said pork. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Brian, you see this review and others. Where do they find them? Uh, best place is my YouTube channel, which is uh, my name. It's Brian with an I, M-A-K-S-E. And today's episode is about this RAV4 Prime, and it's a pretty comprehensive episode. And it's pretty because I shot it when it was snowing. Quite, if I people have questions, can they contact you through the site? Yeah, there's comments built right into the page, and, and it's easy to find me. Excellent. So what does RAV4 stand for? Recreational Activity Vehicle 4. I knew he would knew it. <laughs> <laughs> See, I never knew that it actually had an acronym for it. That could be a motorhome, too, by the way. All right, we got it, Ron. Brian, thanks for joining us. Thanks for having me, guys. And All you right. actually sound fantastic. Good stuff. So we tried that on Skype. From now on, we'll do it on Skype. There you go. We'll okay. be right back. Alrighty, we're back. My name's Dave Redinger with Alan Gelman. Uh, the other day when uh, Jonathan was here, I went ahead and I bought two connectors for the house and uh, one uh, car generator. There you go. The idea being that uh, one is for my home and the other one's for the cottage. So providing I'm driving the same car. <laughs> and have the car generator in your trunk. <laughs> but the bottom line is it's a great idea if you got a cottage. You don't have to buy a second unit. What you do is just buy one of those connectors. It's apparently it's, a, it's like a, a box, and you just flip the switches on which things you want on, such as the fridge and the stove, et cetera, da, da, da. Mm -hmm. So I bought uh, one charger and two hookers. <laughs> Does your wife know? <laughs> she, yeah, she knows. <laughs> All right, Dateline, Markham, Ontario. Yes, um, Honda said it's going to recall 130,000 vehicles in Canada. Wow, um, not for airbags this time, but um, in fact, this is problems with drive shafts. Uh, apparently, they've been rusting from too much salt on the road, and they can break. And there's no indication beforehand. Really, it just snaps, and um, you know, you're pulling over the side of the road, you're going. I hear the engine revving, but I'm not moving anywhere. Ren, ren. So there you go. So in case you have any kind of question about whether your car is covered or not, just go to Honda.ca, punch in your serial number. It's a 17-digit number on the dashboard if you uh, don't know where, and uh, it'll tell you right away if there's a recall or not. Here's an interesting thing. Because of COVID and a lot of guys being out of work, more Canadians are curious about taking high-interest loans against their cars. In other words, they've paid their car off, and now they want to go back into debt because they need some cash, and, and the government's actually not helping them enough. Is that like, like a reverse mortgage on the house? Yeah, same, same idea. Kind of idea, yeah. Same idea, but high-interest rates of mortgages probably closer to 20%, probably like credit card mortgage. I guess at the end of the day, I mean, if, if you're having trouble making the payments and, and you, you've spoken to Trying the to finance keep it together. company— um, you know, to, to, to help you out, maybe to, to extend the time period or something. Uh, at the end of the day, I mean, you can just get, try to get rid of the car, couldn't you? You could, but then what are you going to do for your transportation? You can't get around without a car. Well, um, you're right, but I mean, you could buy a, a re relatively cheap, a good use price, yeah. good use car. Well, even a cheap use car is $5,000 for anything reliable. 
Yeah, but if you're paying down a thirty or forty thousand dollar car, possibly. Yeah, there you go. Washington General Motors is recalling seven million vehicles worldwide. That's seven with a M. The reason being is those airbags, the Takata airbags, just won't go away. Still having problems, eh? It's still having problems, and and the idea was that they were finally going to work their way through the system. But apparently 19 million of these things are still out there, and uh, they're causing problems. They did cause, I think, almost 10 deaths so far. Well, you know what? I mean, when they when they were replacing them, they didn't know that the new one was bad as well. Because yes. I, I had the same issue, where I had the two airbags in my car replaced, and then I got called a third time because one of the ones that they put in, they knew also defective. had a problem. Yeah. Yeah. They're estimating the 66,000... Of the ones that they've already installed are defective. It's oh. like it's like getting a needle. You know, we're coming with the right one. <laughs> <laughs> you know, quickly, we had a lady call in a couple of weeks ago because she got a recall notice from General Motors yes. about her Buick Rendezvous, I think, who had a problem with the rear toe link. <laughs> Um, and unfortunately called the dealer. Oh, we forgot what the tow link was. <laughs> and, 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 uh, and the dealer didn't know what she was talking about. And, uh, I had another customer who had the same issue, even called Oshawa and they went, who is this and what do you want? Okay. They, they had right? no idea. So don't just drive down to the dealer and think that they've got the parts there or the time to do it. Oh. Call in advance. Make sure they know what they need to do and make sure that they have the parts on hand. Hey, I bought a brand new Toyota Supra. I've driven it 3,000K and I parked it because of the winter. Mm-hmm. It's got a recall because they put the headlights in upside down. Really? And I'm supposed to take it back to the dealership, but they don't have the parts in stock to put the headlights right side up. Oh, <laughs> <So>, wow. <laughs> here you go. They, it, it may be under recall for quite a while. So just because it's under recall. And got to remember, recall is not a bad thing. It's a product update. And if you got one, go. It's it's important that they know who you are, where you are, who owns the car, and that uh, you've got this thing coming to you. That's right. And, uh, again, being a safety recall, um, yes. they're, they're always uh, – they need to be rectified uh Apparently, Ford had problems with, with, with some brake issue, and they knew years later that half these cars had never been redone. No. No. They no, don't care. no. And you know what? In the States, they wanted to bring out a law that you cannot rent a car with an outstanding recall. Well. So if you're going to, you know, they're going to give you a Chrysler or, or something, but it's got a recall on it, they can't rent it to you. So if we had to come with up with any positives because of COVID, it would be that... The least the rental companies who can't rent the cars anyways, yeah. at least they can send them in and get fixed. But what happened? Hertz went bankrupt. Wow. Hertz went bankrupt. Can you imagine that? Uh, a company that's 50, 60 years old. That's why it's called Hertz. It, it, they'll no laugh. It, it, that poor OJ can't jump the, the counter anymore. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, that was another one. It, it's, you know, it's not the dealer's fault. It's the manufacturer. The manufacturer's manufacturer. They supply... They go to suppliers, they make the seats, they make the this or that. Right. Bottom line is those guys screwed up, you're going to suffer. So that's it. Excuse me. You can't talk to us anymore except the people that are online and holding. We're going to chat. And if they got a question, they can email you, Dave? Yes, they can. And it's davescornergarage.com. There you go. And remember my pace. I am a true devotee. (laughs) Want to thank Darren Bossens from Salem Tires, of course. Yes. And Brian Max. 
the incredible race car driver. Amazing guy. How he talks his wife into letting him go so much, I can't figure out. That's what impressed you the most, eh? <laughs> yeah. All right, Dave, we got to run. Drive safe, everyone. Okay. Goodbye, everybody. Thank you, Carlos, for helping out, and uh, we'll see you here next week. This has been an exclusive podcast of Dave's Corner Garage. Heard every Saturday morning from 10 to 11 on Zoomer Radio, the new AM 740.